and welcome to another episode of the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. Sally here and it's another hot tip episode where I attempt to share some wisdom and advice on a particular topic. But before I get into that though, I just want to say hey, hope everyone is doing well. I am recording this on my lunch break on a Tuesday. This episode will air on November 4th, 2020. By the time you listen to this episode, we may know who the next US president is. Uh, No prizes for guessing who I hope it isn't without getting too political on the podcast. Although I I think it's a given someone who has a podcast and a book called How to Love the Shit Out of Life is probably not a supporter of Donald Trump. Don't think that's a big shock there. As I said, this episode will air 4th of November, so we're now in November, which means there are only a handful more eps of season two of the podcast to go, which is a little sad, but also exciting. Um, I will be taking a bit of a break over the Christmas New Year period, as I did last year as well, but I will keep you guys posted of those details in terms of when the final episode will air and when the season will return, or sorry when the new season will return in 2021. Got some great episodes to round out the year and of course I'm in the midst of planning for 2021s. It's all happening, exciting times for the podcast. Uh, And while I've got you just, you know, kind of talking shop a little bit, like us on Facebook if you don't already, follow us on Instagram um, and uh, I'd love to hear from you. Reach out. If you've got any suggestions of things you'd like to love the shit out of in 2021, and want to hear on the podcast, um, send me a message, send me an email, send a a letter in the post, fan mail, I'm all for that. Anyway, I'm rambling. Let's get back to today's episode. I wanted to talk about something that I have a lot of experience with, and it's not necessarily a good thing. Uh, Sounds fun, I know. The concept of taking on other people's problems, yes, stresses me out even just saying it out loud but I have to admit it is something that I have spent a great deal of my life doing. Uh, I would say a a long period of not even realising I was doing it, not aware that I was doing it or how much I was doing it. It's not a great thing to do Uh, and when I say taking on other people's problems it's also, um, it's kind of two things, you're taking on the problems but you're also turning them either into your own or turning them into a little project that you want to fix and you want to help. And it's something that, as I said, I've, I've done for a really long time in my life. However, over the last few years, I have found ways to not do this as much and really minimize the emotional impact that it can have on me. So I'm, I'm much more aware of when I'm doing it or much more aware of when I'm having conversations with people that I know and care about and they're maybe just dumping all their shit onto me to not take on that shit. Sounds a bit complicated, I know, but it's actually not. It is a process though. It's not something that you just wake up tomorrow and say, I'm no longer dealing with people's shit anymore. I'm not going to do that. If it was that easy, we would all be the most emotionally stable human beings on the planet. We are not. Nobody is. We are all very complex. So, Me specifically, if you do know me, um, you would probably have noticed 
that I am quite a sensitive and empathetic person, even for those of you that don't know me, that probably has come across in the podcast and on my social media. I think these are two fantastic qualities and traits to have. I think it's really important to be empathetic and I think sensitivity is not a bad thing. There was a period there in my life and it was coming from people who cared about me and were obviously concerned about you know, my health and well-being, but being told I was too sensitive to things, I care too much about things. Um, and for a period there, I wanted to shut that off. I really wanted to stop being like that. It's a bit like in, this is a bit of a nerd, nerdy reference, but the vampire diaries, how they switch off their humanity. I talk about this in my book. I use this as an analogy in my book. But it's, you know, if I could switch off my sensitivity and my, I guess, uh, ability to be in tune with other people's pain. Oh my God, there was a period there where I was like, you shut this shit off. It's too much. It hurts too much. But what I've realized over time is my sensitivity and I guess open heart is actually one of my biggest strengths. That's probably a topic a little bit more in depth for a different day. Uh, But as I said, being very empathetic and being sensitive, I think opens you up to being more susceptible to taking on people's problems and then in turn wanting to fix them and wanting to be responsible for their happiness. As I said, deep down, I know that I can't fix people. I know that I can't help every single person that maybe has come to me with a problem. And as I've matured and gotten older, I've stopped trying to do this as much. It's a really big point I want to make. I've stopped trying, whereas I think before I just felt like I had to and I don't feel like that anymore. It doesn't still mean that I don't have moments where I do try to help people and maybe in turn take on a little bit of their stuff and internalize it and make it my own. So it's a learning curve. It's something, as I said, you don't just wake up and stop doing it. I don't think it's that easy. Um, And it is a fine line between that balance of wanting to help people and be supportive and then on the other hand, wanting to look out for yourself. So how have I learnt to not do this as much? Well, like I just said, I've had to teach myself that there is a difference between being loving and supportive to someone or many people that I care about than trying to fix what they are going through. You can still be there for someone and be a good friend or companion or a family member to them without taking on, and I use the word baggage, I don't know if that's the right word. Baggage I feel like has a real negative connotation to it. I'll use it in this instance because it was the only word I could think of. Um, learning to simply sit and listen and not necessarily have things to say when they are talking to you or trying to find the right thing to say is something that I've worked on. So sometimes you're in a conversation with a friend, they're struggling, they're telling you about their struggles and you're just sitting there thinking, what is the right thing to say? What do I say to this person? Sometimes the best thing is to not say anything at all, just listen. In other ways, saying just simple things like, you know, I'm here for you, I hear you, um, while I don't understand what you're going through, you know, just know that I've got your back. Things like that. Don't try to have the answer for them because I find sometimes that can actually make things worse and it probably comes across as you're making it a little bit about yourself as well. I've also had to realise that I'm not responsible for others. I'm only responsible for myself. 
Over the last few years, I've really embraced the concept of trying to be the best version of myself each and every day. It doesn't always go to plan, but I tell you, I'll give it a red hot go. Not only has this practice made me better for myself, but I think it's also made me better for the people in my life. It's made me a better friend, a better daughter, a better family member. It's, I think it's the best of both worlds. When you're trying to be the best version of yourself, it helps everyone around you and of course yourself, which is really important. And that also goes back to that point of being a better listener and support to those I care about. So I think when I try to be the best Sally that I can be, it means that my listening skills are better. The way that I care and show support for my loved ones is better. So I think it's a win-win situation all around. Some more practical ways that I've learned to minimize taking on other people's problems is by meditating. I know I bang on about meditation a lot. If you've read my book, you know that I talk about it. If you follow me on social, you know that I talk about it. I've spoken about it on the podcast. I cannot recommend meditation more than I do. Focusing on my breath in situations where I feel like I'm tensing up is something I think I've actually become quite good at and aware of. And it sounds really simple because it is. And I think that's why it works think when we try to overcomplicate things, that's where we find we're not actually making any progress. So even walking away from situations that I feel like are draining for my energy or having a negative impact on me is another, I guess, more practical way of dealing with this whole concept of taking on people's problems. Um, It's not happened often where I've needed to walk away from a situation, but I have found myself in a couple of situations over the years Um, be it if it was at a social event or in a workplace where I felt a bit uncomfortable by the conversations that have been going on. Um, You know, it could be a bit of gossip that's been happening and, and, you know, you get that when you're in different workplaces and obviously when you're at social events as well. And I know I've removed myself from them. Um, I can't think of any set examples, but I know there's been a couple of times where I've been in these settings where there's plenty of people around so I can kind of get away with I guess, you know, weaseling my way out of one conversation and moving to another part of the room or just going to get a drink or some food while that conversation is happening just as an out. Um, So I think you can do it in a very subtle way. I wouldn't recommend just the great storm off um, if you're in a situation like that. However, if you are feeling uncomfortable by a certain situation or conversation, if you feel confident enough to say, I'm not okay with this conversation, so I'm just going to step away from it. Power to you and can you talk to me because I I have dreams about being that ballsy. I really do. Um, good on you if you are like that. As I said, I'm a bit more subtle and I think that that's okay too because um, I'm very aware of causing a scene. I don't like to make people feel uncomfortable. That's just me. One other tip I would say for dealing with the concept of taking on other people's problems is also not answering your phone. (laughs) So there are times where I know I'm about to hear a rant from someone. As soon as I see the phone ringing, I see their number coming up. 
And it could be for a multitude of reasons. I'm not necessarily saying that that's all they want to do when they call me. But sometimes you just know if there's a situation going on and that number is ringing, you can see that who's calling, you see who it is, you know what it's probably going to be about. If I get that uncomfortable feeling, I sometimes don't answer. It doesn't mean that I won't call that person back or that I don't care about what they're dealing with. But sometimes I just need a couple of minutes to compose myself, breathe and call back. I need to prepare myself. Sometimes you know the shit's about to hit the fan. I can't just throw myself into the shit and the fan at the same time. I need a bit of time (laughs) to process. Okay, so I'm going to hit the shit first and then we're going to bounce into the fan and what's going to happen after that. I just came up with that little scenario Um, apologies to anyone who is a bit grossed out by the thought and the visual of actual shit hitting a fan and, and you being involved. I'm sorry. But it's all about boundaries. It's all about setting personal boundaries. And I think there's not a bad thing that if you know you're about to have an uncomfortable conversation with someone, or as I said, if you know that person's calling because they need to debrief they need to have a rant and it's going to be emotional it's going to be a a very heavy conversation then I don't think there's anything wrong with taking that time out to prepare yourself Um, and if it's more than a few minutes if you need an hour to just focus on something else and then say okay I'll call that person back you know they called me at four I'll call them at five I just need to focus on these things compose myself and take a bit of time I 100% support you. I actually recommend it. I do it a lot. It's even gotten to the point sometimes where I I won't answer the phone after a certain time at night. I mean, depending on who it is, but if I know someone's calling just to carry on, I I might just call them back in the morning. Sorry, guys. If there's any of my friends out there that think I'm talking about them, um, you know, if if you think it is you. You can, you can assume it's you, that's fine. I'm not going to name names, but um, I still love you. It's just, I, I just need a bit of time. That's all I'm going to say. I don't think any of what I have said today makes me a bad friend or person. If you are a friend listening and you think it does, please can we chat offline? Um, I think, in fact, it makes me the opposite. I think it makes me a better friend and a better person. I think I'm trying to do the right thing and I'm trying to make sure that I'm looking after myself and also you. There was a period of my life where I constantly immersed myself in some serious issues that people I loved were experiencing. It affected my well-being and my mental health greatly and I never want to feel that way again. If you feel the same, trust me when I say you can do it. You can find that balance between being a supportive friend without trying to fix them. You can't fix them. That's the reality. And it's okay. Uh, We all need to go through shit. As hard as that can sound, there was no one else that was going to be able to tell me that I needed to fix this behavior of mine except for me. I had to go through a lot of this myself in order to realize that I needed to change. And I have taken steps to change. I'm still a work in progress, but I'm trying my ass off to be better at it. No one else was going to do that for me. No matter how many people, as I said, kept telling me, you're too nice for your own good. You're too kind. You care too much about other people. I had to 
go through this myself and I still need to go through it as a journey that I am on, no one else. No one else is responsible for me. I hope some of what I've said has resonated with you and can help you take steps to minimising the issues that you find you're feeling when you're taking on other people's problems. Um, As I said, it doesn't make you a bad person if you want to take a step back. If anything, I think it makes you better and I think it shows that you care about the bigger picture, not just the one thing that's going on here. Okay, that felt really good to get off the chest. Went a little deep there. Uh, We do that sometimes on the How to Love the Shit Out of Life podcast. As I said at the start of the episode, we're coming towards the end of season two. There'll be a few more episodes before the year is out. Really excited for what's to come for the podcast for the next few weeks, but also 2021, really looking at expanding the podcast and making it bigger and better than what it is. Um, I'd like to just say thank you again for your support and for supporting the podcast through what has been a really tough year. And on that note, obviously, with what we've spoken about today um, and also what you are all experiencing in 2020, I would leave you with this really important takeaway. And that is be kind to others, but also really important to be kind to yourself. (laughs) Thank you.